0: ride your your stationary bike
1: oh my god I did not think that sentence would end with that
0: and enjoy as we have a mundane conversation about just about anything I'm your host Marco Timpano
1: and I was thinking about riding ponies and I'm Amanda Barker
0: and, well, right now is not the weather to ride ponies, Amanda. You don't know
1: that. In some places of the world. Oh, you're right. It's pony riding time somewhere.
0: You're right. You know what? <laughs> I take that all back. You're right. We, I had to shovel a great deal of snow the uh, last two days. Cause Thank we got, you. I haven't really
1: thanked you for that. Thank you.
0: And I had a race, Amanda. So for people who don't deal with snow, who ride ponies instead of, shoveling snow, or a friend in Los Angeles, Michelle Miracle, who said to me, oh, it was so warm today, and there was a bit of dew on my patio furniture. She was rubbing it. In. Oh, was she Just, laughing? Yeah, she was laughing. she knows Just,
1: we're buried in snow. Yeah. I haven't been out of the house in a week. Really? Well, since uh, five days.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's been really cold. Today was extremely I mean, cold. I went
1: out, and I opened the door and reached my hand out to grab mail today.
0: Well, Friday, didn't you go for a walk?
1: Yeah, I said five days. Oh, five days, okay. Sunday I went for a walk.
0: Right. Okay, so anyways, I just want to say this, that I had to go out and shovel the snow because what had happened was it snowed, and I shoveled our little walkway, Mm -hmm. but I didn't shovel our, our spot where our car was, and our car was on the street, and it got covered in snow, so I had to dig our car out and shovel our actual parking pad, and I had to shovel it, Because the snow, we had a great accumulation of snow, then it got moist, and so the weather was a bit warmer, so the snow got a little bit melty, so Mm -hmm. it was very great to pack into like balls or make a snowman with, but it was going to then freeze because the temperature was going to drop. So if you don't get rid of that snow, that wet snow, and the temperature goes below zero centigrade here in Canada, it will freeze. And then you have to chip away at frozen snow, and that is not what anyone wants to do. To
1: get out of your house.
0: To get out of your house. Or to get, to your, get car your car out. out or, and so it was a race against the. Or temp- to make
1: your house safe for people walking by. True. Which is a big part of what we have to do in the city. So
0: it was a race against the temperature drop for me, Amanda.
1: I just want to point out, mm-hmm. uh, for those joining us today, that mm-hmm. if you hear little clicks in the background, yes. that is the laundry behind us.
0: I have a tendency to put the laundry on before we record. And really
1: zippery laundry, too. Like, if it's got, like, ties and zippers and little things that'll whip, that's... You want to record that. But I
0: love the sound of laundry Laundry? going. Like, like it relaxes. I think
1: I've said this before, but I like the dishwasher at night.
0: Oh, you like the dishwasher? I love the sound of
1: the dishwasher at night.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I do. I find it very soothing to know that the dishwasher's going at night. It's sort of like... And I think my parents always put it on, like, the dishwasher's going.
0: Your parents definitely put the dishwasher on at
1: night. And I do, too, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I just now set the timer, usually, uh, so that I know that, because, you know, you can have dinner, and then you might have some glasses that you have, some soda, some sure. wine or tea or whatever you want to drink at night. So. I like to put it on earlier but then do the delay, like set the timer. I see. So that it'll go around like 11 o'clock or 12 or whatever so that I know it's going to be clean in the morning but that I can sneak in those last few glasses and if I need to.
0: I see, I see, yeah.
1: Anyway. I,
0: I love waking up to clean glasses. So mm. you have the pick of the litter or clean, clean dishes, I should say, not clean just glasses. Clean
1: dishes are great. Waking up to clean dishes is great. Now, I, I say this, but I also want to say that we both have lived many years without dishwashers. Oh, for sure. Like dishwashing, having a dishwasher for, for me is a luxury. But I'll tell you, my sister, who was on this podcast recently. That's right. Uh, she does not like dishwashers. No,
0: she doesn't. And
1: she loves to wash dishes.
0: She loves to wash dishes. Like
1: she doesn't have one. She has no plans on getting one. And uh, um, I think it may be... Probably started out of necessity because mm-hmm. most of us in our lives. She
0: finds it relaxing, so I don't have know. Have not
1: had dishwashers. But I'm I'm a person that's like once I could get one, I did. Right. But she chooses not to. She uh, loves her life. She loves, because I think I get it. It's sort of part of her method of like clearing her head, clearing the dishes, that mm-hmm. kind of thing.
0: There's also, for me, if I'm going to hand wash dishes, mm. there's a methodical way that I go about washing the dishes mm-hmm. so that, you know, I, I, I wash certain certain dishware in categories. Mm. And I like to dry certain things that would normally go into a dishwasher in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I do wash some. of We have some things that don't go in the dishwasher. Like knives. Certain knives, yeah. One of, one of the things I learned thanks to you, we took a knife course, mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds. Um,
1: well, we, okay. It was a cooking course. By a place that also sells cookware, knifeware. No, they sell cookware. They oh, yeah, sell like pots right. and pans. That's right. And they stuff do. Too, but we think of them as knives because, and they are. They do have good knives because right. we bought knives there.
0: But there was that knife part of the course.
1: That, well, any any good chefy kind of course will talk about knife technique, and they certainly did.
0: Well, one of the things I learned in that course was the worst thing you can do to a good knife is put it in the
1: dishwasher. Mm-hmm. So It don't, dulls it, yeah. it warps it, and same with. I guess this should go without saying, but sure. I actually didn't know it for a long time. I never had anything that had wood.
0: Yes, don't put wood on it. In the dishwasher. But I
1: think I don't. I think you taught me that not yeah. to put wood in the dishwasher, which makes perfect sense. But maybe I just didn't own anything that was woody before that. But you know, like I don't know, salad tongs or like a spatula with a wood handle. A dresser is-
0: drawer. Don't put anything wood <laughs> in the dishwasher if clogs. you can help.
1: Clogs. <laughs> don't put your clogs in the dishwasher.
0: Another uh, knife tip. I don't know why we got into knife, knife tips, technique but I'm going now. to. I'm going to lean as, into it as a hand model. Yes. I can give this th- impart this wisdom. Mm-hmm. The most dangerous tool in the kitchen is a dull knife.
1: It's true. It's so true.
0: And hands. There's two things that will injure hands more than anything else, and that's doors and doorknobs. Oh, really? Yeah, because sometimes when you go to open a door, every door that you open has a different degree of give to it. Oh. So let's say you go into a store, and you don't realize the kind of give it's going to have, mm-hmm. and you and you pull with great force. Mm-hmm. The door could swing really quickly, and you could uh, injure your hand against yeah, the wall. I didn't know that. Or you go to pull a door, and it's really, really... Tight, and then you pull it, and then it releases fast or shuts very quickly. And your hand is kind of still walking in it, and it takes a bite out of your hand. Never fun. Takes a bite
1: out of your
0: hand. Well, not a not a
1: literal
0: (laughs) not a literal bite, but you get what I'm saying. So, the other thing that injures hands is knives in the sink.
1: Right, you, you, I've been lectured. Mm
0: -hmm. If I'm
1: soaking something, yeah, do not soak knives. Because you were like, how could you do that to me?
0: Well, it is my it is my bread and butter. I know,
1: but I I think it's just because I don't expect you to jump in.
0: Well, if you can't see what's in the water, right. or even if you can and you don't realize and you reach in yeah. and there's a knife there, it will bite you.
1: Yeah, things bite you. Yeah, Doors, they do. knives. Um, oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. I want to
0: get back to snow and shoveling.
1: Oh, okay, because I was really going to go deeper into knife technique. Oh, sure. Do you remember that scene in, in Julie and Julia? Is that the name of the movie? Julia and Julia? Yeah, Julie's Meryl Streep, and Stanley Amy Chi Adams, Chi. Yeah. Uh, where Meryl Streep is Julia Child, and he comes home and she's she's chopped up like like mountains of onions. Right. Do you remember that scene? Just always think of like how hard that would be, but like I guess onions were the thing at mm-hmm. quote en bleu or the French school that she went to. Maybe it was Cordon Bleu. I don't it know. It was the Cordon Bleu school yeah. in France. Yeah. So I guess they start with onions and they make you just, ch- for for knife technique, right. right? And they just make you chop. Can you imagine like onions and bags and bags and bags of onions? I mean, chefs have to do this, I guess.
0: Onions would be hard because they make you cry, right?
1: Here's a tip. Okay. There's a few tips that I didn't, even, obviously we didn't come into this with knife, with onion knife tips, but mm. hey. We've landed here, yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's do
0: it. Tips today. Tips
1: to cut onions mm-hmm. so that you don't cry. Here's the first one, and in my opinion, the best one. Or should I save that?
0: Whatever goggles.
1: Okay, let's start with that okay. goggles. So there's onion goggles.
0: There's actual onion goggles. Yes. Yeah.
1: There's there's goggles that they make so that you can chop onions. Like if you are uh, you onion know, adverse. Well, sous chef, a line cook. I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't. I don't really know the sure. difference. I don't really know what a sous chef does versus a chef. Sous,
0: chef. sous comes from the French word "under," so, okay, he's the, yeah, so he or chef. she is the under chef, the next. The okay, next so in line.
1: somebody anyway, the person in the kitchen that would have to do a lot of the prep. Sure. Um, often onions would be your prep, right? So um, they often do wear goggles. I I'm see. told. Oh,
0: okay, sure. You've spent
1: more time in kitchens like that than I have. So.
0: Never seen it, but I, okay. I don't <laughs> doubt it. I listen. It, it, it sounds reasonable, so I'll go with it. So that. that's
1: tip number one. Okay. Tip number two, yes. which comes to us from a really great movie, actually called, oh gosh, it was Mordecai Richler who, Mordecai Richler who Barney's who, version, Barney's version. Okay. Do you remember this scene in Barney's version?
0: Uh, Dustin Hoffman. No, I, I don't know. I know I he it was, was in. It.
1: Dustin Hoffman was, was
0: it? Yeah, he was Barney.
1: I thought it was Paul Giamatti.
0: I think he was in the film too.
1: Oh, I thought Paul Giamatti was Barney.
0: Oh, and then I think. Dustin Hoffman was his father, maybe. Maybe. Okay.
1: Okay, anyway, I think it's Paul Giamatti, but in any event, um, he, his wife, I think, she um, she teaches him to put the onions in the freezer for 10 minutes first, and then if you take them out of the freezer... Just get, the, get them nice and cool. They won't make you cry when you when you chop them up. This is what Mordecai Richler said. I don't, I don't
0: like this idea. You're freezing the juices
1: and the onion. Okay. So no. I have another. I, I, I have I, another tip. Okay. Because I'm getting a lot of uh, hate on that, a lot of resistance from that. I didn't write it. And there's a very poignant scene where he's reminded of his wife because he opens his daughter's uh, freezer, and he sees the onions in there.
0: I, I've never been a fan of Mordecai Richler's oh so works. Oh gosh! I'm just—I—I I had to wow. read him in high school. Gosh! <laughs> I, I
1: Here did. I was, helpful knife tips, helpful cooking tips, and some Canadian literature, and you've just, um, you know, swatted, it. Okay. Squatted down and. <laughs>
0: All right. Let, let's go to the let's. Uh, listen, now listen. If you told me that there was a, okay. a scene in an and and in, in, in market um, Margaret okay. Atwood book. Final okay. tip
1: for not crying while cutting okay. the onions. Here it is. Sure. Uh, you put a wet cloth or wet rag, even a wet paper towel, near the cutting board or near where you're cutting the onions. Okay. That's what I do. And. What happens is I'm told that there's some chemical that the onion releases and it goes to the first available wet thing. Oh. So if there is a wet, uh, you know, a wet uh, tea towel, dishcloth, um, maybe even a wet sponge, although I haven't tried that, a wet paper towel. Sure that that chemical will latch onto that versus the wet in your eyes. This
0: is amazing. I well, didn't know I this. Well,
1: I was trying to get there, but I got a lot of and resistance.
0: Does it work, Amanda?
1: So It has worked for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things. I think you don't realize it's working until you realize that you didn't cry. Oh, wow. That you sauteed some onions and garlic, and you're like, oh, I didn't actually have a problem. Maybe it was those onions. And you always say things like, maybe it was those onions or... Maybe I'm just, maybe I cut them really fast or whatever.
0: Well, let us know if that that tip works. We've had, we've had a lot of listeners say some of the tips that you give them have been life-changing.
1: Well, I mean, I guess the Mordecai Richler put <laughs> onions in the freezer tip is not, but...
0: What uh, I love is I've been doing this podcast since 2014, and only your tips, people have been like, are life-changing.
1: I understand.
0: I've given a lot of tips out there the way, not well, life-changing. Can I give a, a knife or... Or a don't use a knife tip?
1: Yeah, I thought that's what we're doing, but you really had this snow agenda that you wanted to force onto all of us. Okay,
0: no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll drop
1: <draw> the snow <laughs> agenda. I mean, I had some snow stories. I would okay. go you're, you're
0: laughing really loud, and you're going to wake people up with oh, your okay, laughter. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm going to say this. I'm just this. laughing
1: at your snow agenda.
0: I don't have a snow agenda. You
1: have the secret snow agenda. You're going to go to bed tonight, and you're going to think, wow, if only we had talked about snow.
0: Listen, snow, gentle snow on the ground or drifting down is a great soothing thing for I
1: listeners. I 100% agree. Okay. However, you're talking about snow that becomes hard, vicious ice that you then have to deal with as a shoveler.
0: Well, I was going to get to the How drifting was that soothing? snow. All right, let me get to my other my other <laughs>
1: Which actually it is soothing cuz I have stories about that. Okay,
0: where would you like me to go? My tip or the snow? Just the tip. Okay, so my, my tip is this. <laughs> if you have ginger, okay. do not use a knife to peel ginger. Use a spoon. So scrape ginger with the spoon is far more effective than using a knife because what the spoon will do is it will remove the first layer off the ginger, that sort of brownie orange layer, and then bring it to its beautiful golden inside when you remove, when you remove it.
1: What about a peeler? That's what I use.
0: You, I'll tell you this. You lose more ginger by using a peeler or a knife than a spoon.
1: Now, are you aware that in this house, this very house that we're sitting in right now, right. that I put ginger in the freezer?
0: That doesn't bother me so much.
1: Okay, because that's how I keep it. I put it in the freezer.
0: So you're telling me there's ginger in the house right now?
1: Yeah, and it's in the freezer because... If it's not in the freezer, it becomes that like shriveled kind of lifeless shriveled yeah. thing that it turns into. Um so, but in the freezer it keeps all of its like in a bag, it keeps all of its juices and then I take it out when I need to use it. And what I do is I use the peeler and I grate it. Cuz I usually grate ginger cuz that's I mean, is there another uh, you don't really chop ginger, you grate G- you. it. Mm, you, you chop want into like
0: like like nickel sized portions sometimes. Nickel sized portions for yeah. what? Like nickel like like the the thickness of a nickel.
1: When are you chopping ginger? For who,
0: soups to flavor things. But who wants to eat tea? a big
1: piece of? Okay, okay. So if you're steeping it, yeah. but then throwing away the ginger and just keeping the the love of it.
0: No, some people will chop ginger in different sizes. I don't know why your agenda is it has to be grated.
1: Well, I'm just saying if you're making a stir fry or something, you would grate it. You wouldn't cho- You wouldn't want to bite into a huge piece of ginger.
0: I would chop it finely like I do um, garlic.
1: And I would grate it like I do garlic.
0: You grate garlic?
1: Yeah. That's no. how...
0: No. I thought you had the garlic press. You press garlic.
1: Oh, wow. I haven't had one of those in years. Welcome to our house. <laughs> I don't know if you've paid attention to any of the food I've made you in the last five to ten years.
0: We had that garlic press we for had so long. One. We yeah, have but one. I don't use it. Okay. I,
1: I just use I just grate garlic and I grate ginger.
0: I'm not a big fan of the garlic press, anyways. It always mashes the garlic at the end. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I actually,
1: I'll either chop garlic or I'll grate okay. it. Okay. But usually I grate it, especially if it's with the ginger. I'll grate it. I don't really finely chop ginger because it has to be very finely chopped, sure. in my opinion.
0: And it's fibrous, so it can. That's be That's what tricky. I mean.
1: You don't want to eat a big piece of ginger. Although my roommate, I don't
0: mind eating a big piece of ginger. I mean,
1: I would if that was like the goal. But if you're eating like a stir fry, and then you're like, oh, broccoli, you know, broccoli, carrot, ginger—I don't know—it just seems. I like...
0: think it's safe to say that I'm much more of a fan of ginger than you are.
1: No, it's not safe to it's say totally that. It's totally safe. Love, to what are you talking? I love ginger.
0: You love it only if it's shaved or if it's if it's grated. I love ginger in all its
1: forms. I can guarantee you, okay, with complete certainty. That if I were to make you a soup or a stir fry, right? And there's, I'm sure, other uses for ginger, but those are the first two that mm. spring to my brain. Sure. That if there were big chunks, sorry, nickel-sized chunks.
0: Not chunks, slivers. Yep.
1: And not everyone has nickels because that's a pretty North American.
0: Okay, chip, so. so.
1: Sterling or whatever, chunks. Let's say,
0: let's say an, a sixteenth of an inch.
1: Yeah. Okay. If you had a, a ginger that you bit your teeth into, yeah. you would not be happy.
0: Love it. I would love it. Oh, my God. That's okay. So can we get true. back to snow? Because it seems like going down this... this
1: ginger lane.
0: Ginger lane is really...
1: Marital <laughs> discourse. <laughs> <laughs> ginger. <All right. laughs> let, me,
0: let me get back to snow. You said you had some snow stories.
1: Yeah. I was going to talk about the ice on top. Of, you were talking about snow when the ice kind of hardens on top of yeah. it. Yeah. So in New Brunswick... Um, If you remember, we had a big, long, sloping hill behind us. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. So, because you were only at that house one time, so I don't remember what what you remember. But um, so my brother and I, my sister at that point was at university. We were (laughs) the younger ones. We would um, take our sleds. Sure. And walk up. Yeah. And walk up to the top and slide down like you do. But the best was, because the snow was very deep, Right. when it was hard like that, we could walk on it and just, um, it was like ground. Like you wouldn't go in the snow. It was so icy hard that we would just be able to walk on it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, yes. So Like it, ice. It,
1: right. And so uh, the snow would be underneath. Sometimes you'd walk on it and it would make like a big, um, how do I put it, like a circle. Almost like you were pressing an indentation into a hard-boiled egg yes so like everything would kind of crack around with each footstep, but you wouldn't fully sink in and then with your sled you were able to glide down very fun very far and very fast right of course right down the ice like you're you, almost
0: losing at that point
1: yeah I guess yeah <laughs> so that's what we used to do so I loved when we had a little bit of ice on that snow wow yeah it was fun how about you
0: um, I, I first I call it tobogganing, and we we've uh, had this
1: discussion. We have,
0: and I've we'll gone call to- it
1: gingering. Surprisingly,
0: <laughs> and I love to go tobogganing, or I used to love to go tobogganing. And uh, yeah. say it again, tobogganing.
1: Oh, you're saying like tobogganing. Maybe I did. I love to go tobogganing.
0: Well, that's the way I say it.
1: Yeah, and I support you. Okay. In saying it,
0: have you ever shoveled a driveway? Yes. Okay.
1: I've dodged that bullet, living mm. with you. Right. We've never had the discussion of who shovels. I've just let you assume that you it's your job.
0: I don't mind shoveling the snow. That's one of the, like mm. there's certain you know chores or whatever you want to call them, household duties, mm-hmm. and shoveling snow. I there's something really cathartic and relaxing about shoveling snow as snow is sort of drifting down and the thick fluffy snow that lands on your eyelashes and stays there as you shovel. As long as you have the uh, correct clothing, you're fine. So I have beautiful big mitts that I like to shovel with. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know me, big fan of the toque. I'm always talking about a toque, so I wear a nice warm toque. Mm -hmm. And I've got several jackets, uh, winter jackets, so that if it's really, really cold, I wear my long winter jacket that zips up and I can unzip from the bottom so I have a little bit of leg movement. Mm -hmm. Or I have my puffy jacket that's kind of shorter that gives me more arm flex movement.
1: Yeah, that's important.
0: And I like to pile it. Like, I like to see how I'm going to pile the snow. Mm -hmm. And um, I've done our neighbors. She does ours sometimes. So I I always try to get out there and do hers before she does ours.
1: Now, that said, we don't have much of a... We don't have much to shovel.
0: In the front.
1: Yeah. yeah, But even in the... Compared to... Lots of other driveways that we, you and I both have lived on.
0: Oh, the back is a proper, proper driveway, Amanda. That's, that's, that's.
1: Yeah, but you're not, you're only shoveling our space. You're not shoveling the whole driveway.
0: I'm shoveling our space and the little laneway in front of us. Okay. And then I shovel the entrance to our backyard.
1: I want to say there is something really nice about working up a sweat in the cold. Yeah. Like that. There's something really, really great when you come in and you're cold in your cheeks but like sweaty there's something really satisfying about and
0: you that. get a hot chocolate or you take a warm bath
1: or, or an icy cold drink is you're hot but you're cold
0: right right you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah i do love that mm-hmm. but like your toes are cold so you take the bath but you have an icy cold drink because you're like sweaty
0: do you have any snow tips we've talked about knife tips
1: snow tips in terms of
0: any snow activities? Because you used to snowshoe, right? Or cross-country ski. You used to do something like I that. I did cross-country ski. Did right. Did you? I did it once and I loved it, Just but I never, never did it you again. You never did
1: it in gym class?
0: Uh, that was the one time we did it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We did it a lot in gym class. Oh, like, you did? It was like, yeah. I don't know if it was because, I don't know why we did so much of it, but we did so much of it. Mm-hmm. Like we did like a two-month unit of really yeah we did it it, we we would do it honest to god we would do it from first class back in january all the way through to like mid-march it might have been because our teacher wanted to get a workout and so he would be like okay everybody put your cross-country skis on and he would go but he would like he'd just really go for it and the rest of us would kind of be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> we'd be behind him. And what happened, I might have talked about this before, I don't know. But what happened is we would. I, we lived in the country. And right. the school like was in the town, but it was really surrounded by country. And so he would take us out to one of like the adjoining fields. And we'd have to walk away, like snowshoe, uh, uh, cross-country ski, our way back to the school right and inevitably we'd get lost because we were out in these fields so i have so many memories of and they're fun memories right for the record me and like my girlfriends in the 10th grade um you know out on the highway not sure where we were what kind in, of town
0: did you live in what in, kind of in potato course?
1: fields <laughs> This is. It was just fields, so we would like we'd be like, I think it's that field, and we just keep going. And
0: wait, you said out on the highway.
1: Well, the highway was fields. Yeah,
0: what this, do you mean? This is a horrible story that you have fond memories of. It sounds they would ditch you, and you would have to figure. Yeah, your way home. he would ditch
1: us. So his his I'll add him. His name was Mister McKay, John okay. McKay. Um, and he this kept happening. <laughs> i
0: bet out east. There's a ton of John McKays.
1: Yeah. Well, in Woodstock, he's pretty well known, okay. if I do say well. so myself. But anyway, he... Um, <laughs> so <laughs> what would happen is we'd get so lost that we'd, we wouldn't be back in time. Because it was a two-hour class, because it was semester, so, or like an hour and a half class. Sure. So we had a good amount of time, but we'd get so lost. Is this Woodstock High? Yeah. Okay. We'd get so lost that we wouldn't make it back. And we'd just kind of come... Like the class would have ended, the bell would have rung, class changed, and so many times myself and my friends, depending on the date, would come limping back in like during lunch, during the next class was maritime studies, I remember. So I'd come back during maritime studies and I'd, I would have missed half the class because oh, no. I got lost cross-country skiing and I'd be like, again, sweaty, you know, <laughs> but cold um, and uh, so many memories of that. And uh, anyway, we called them out on it quite a bit. Right. And uh, I do have a story about that. I don't know if it's for today because that takes well, us off of the snow thing. But we'll, anyway. We'll have to save that for another day. so <laughs> Stories of my high school teachers. Anyway.
0: I love cross-country, cross-country skiing because you get to see so many beautiful things, mm-hmm. and you tend to be kind of one with nature. So Why you, don't
1: we buy some cross-country we skis? We should. We say it every year.
0: Where would we keep them?
1: At the cottage.
0: Okay, I guess we could. Yeah. <laughs> where I else? Guess.
1: And that's where we do it too, because we wouldn't do it in the city, would we?
0: There are trails now. Here's an interesting oh, yeah, fun there are fact. Oh, yeah. I believe our zoo, and I don't know if it's still like this, but there was a time, and Dale could confirm this because both Dale and I seem to be the only two who knew this. You could cross-country ski. Through the zoo as part of your zoo experience. That's fun. Amazing. You're
1: cross-country skiing, and then there's like a llama,
0: a lion, um, well, a bison, or something. That
1: doesn't feel relaxing to no, me. No, I like, mean
0: you're not you're not skiing in their in their habitat. Bison would be cool. No, you wouldn't want to ski next to a bison. But if if the bison, you don't know,
1: I might want to ski next to a bison.
0: I, bison's are big. I wouldn't want to ski next to. Have a you bison. Ever,
1: have you ever like driven and like there's bison on the road? Has that ever happened to you? No, it's a thing. I bet. I was in uh, North or South Dakota. I think North Dakota, and uh, man, oh man, it's like they're big, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And you, you know,
0: that. you always see them being very docile on like programs or whatever. They are,
1: yeah, they're. Chill. But I bet
0: if you if you upset a bison, you don't want to be around it.
1: Mm, I think they're chill bison are chill. Listen. Until
0: they're not. Big
1: creatures are generally chill because they can be, right? Sure. Because who's going to bother a bison?
0: Well, clearly, if you're going to be snowshoeing next to it.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> Anyways, our zoo, you can cross-country ski at our zoo. Okay. And I would love to do that one time.
1: I've only ever once been to that zoo, and that was we drove through it.
0: That's right. We, had we to did, drive like, through. the
1: drive through thing, which mm-hmm. was really fun, but I... It's so east in our city that it's never made it on my agenda to go out there.
0: Let's be real; it's not really in our city. It's far.
1: They say it is, but it's far. But apparently, it's a very nice. You know, zoos have had a big revamp in the last few years, and right. and, and in a very you know pro um, supportive for the animals kind of way. Right. And I guess ours is really great for that. Which apparently. is good. Yeah. You almost want to call it something else other than a zoo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I agree. Like a an- conservatory or something. Uh, yeah,
1: like animal space
0: Sanctuary or something, or something yeah. yeah. Well, no, I guess a sanctuary means a different thing. But yeah.
1: still, you, it almost feels like it's time to...
0: Re- rebrand or... Take re- the
1: word back or something. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I agree. Um, well, here's my, my snow tips, if mm-hmm. you will. Please. You know, if your head and neck are covered and you're out and it's snowing, you'll never be truly that cold. Your neck and your your neck and your head should be covered because that that that's what keeps you warm. Yeah, but you
1: can't have a T-shirt on.
0: No, but if you have a hat, a proper warm hat and a good scarf, in some ways that'll that'll serve you better than having having just just a heavy jacket.
1: Okay, I do want to say if we're talking about gear, then mm. yes, I do have tips.
0: Okay, great. Okay, let's. Or a tip. Okay, give me one tip because we're our oh, episodes okay. about. Well, to the end. thing yeah. I was going to say is. Mm.
1: Um, I would say that in terms of coats, and those of us who live in cold climates have Mm -hmm. been through a lot of coats, all of us. Yes. For me, Mm -hmm. the best bang for my buck, now there's different types of sustainable um, and humane down. Right. um, So it depends on what you want for that. But a puffy kind of coat, Mm -hmm. one that covers your bum. So get the one, don't skimp. Get the one that covers your bum.
0: The longer one. The
1: longer one. Get one that comes with an attachable bag and if you've ever shopped for these then you know what I'm talking about you want one right at the nape of the neck where there's usually that little coat hook yes there's a little bag made out of the same material as the as the coat it's just a thin that thin kind of parachutey almost kind of material right get one like that and you'll be like but why I'm not am I really going to do that yes when you store it in the summer or in the non-cold months, it suddenly takes up no room. It's just basically a little neck pillow, and most importantly, and this is why I love it. And it,
0: just to just to clarify that, what you would do is you would roll the jacket or w- shove it in like a like a sleeping bag, yeah, and then tuck it in that parachute pouch, yeah, so it 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 looks like a like a sausage, like a like yeah. a what do you call those sausages that are wrapped in in dough, and then they serve the piggies? It's like a piggy in a blanket.
1: Well, a sausage encasing, or just like a like I said, Mini like a sausage. compact right. neck pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, preferable if you have one that is a bag, and then has a little pocket or two as part of the bag that sort of sticks on the outside of it. But even if not, um, but the thing that I love the most
0: here's the tip
1: is when you travel, mm-hmm. like I do. Um, you can wear it to the airport because you'll want to have the coverage. And it's not – those ones aren't too hot. That's the thing that's beautiful about them. They keep you warm, as warm as any other coat. Don't be fooled, even though it's lightweight. They Mm -hmm. will keep you as warm as any other coat, even more so, arguably. But when you get to the airport, you can then, once you get on the plane and you're done with the cold weather and you're going to Cuba or wherever you're going – sure. You take it, you shove it in when you get in your seat in the airplane, you shove it in that little bag, you have a perfect neck pillow for the plane, and then you just clip it onto your backpack and you just have a little tiny pillow and it doesn't take up any space and you're not once you get off the plane and you're in Cuba in this dream example, then you have your nice lightweight T shirt and whatever shoes you had on and whatever pants you had on, but you're already not covered in your winter gear. And, and and you had a perfect neck pillow. You didn't have to bring an extra one.
0: Well, there you go. There's some snow tips, some knife tips on this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming back to Season 6. Please let your friends and family know if you've enjoyed this podcast to tune in. And thank you so much for listening. I am Marco Timpano.
1: And I will see you in Cuba with my neck pillow. I'm Amanda Barker.
0: Until then, we hope you listen and sleep. There you go.